Well, wait, where, where are you where are you at this evening? Uh, north, far north Queensland. Yeah. So if you can mm-hmm. east coast. Okay. Uh, just not quite not quite at the tip, but uh, very far north on the eastern seaboard. I got a couple of mates over there in Australia that watch the show every week. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you have you have you managed to be able to travel here at some stage? No, but uh, I I may if if one of these two people I know they're supposed to be getting married the the pay for the cowboy to get a ticket over there I may I just may show up. <laughs> so. Man, I've got, I've I've got to tell you that it's it's very weird now because this time of year for us it is beautiful you know uh, it would be about seventy five eighty degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit. And just really, it's cold. Yeah, as you can see, I'm in a thermal, thermal jumper and wet. Mm. So it, it's very weird. Well, we're having some weird weather over here in the states. There's some places it's flooding, some places it's uh, scorching hot. Now we're here in the Midwest, of the middle of the country, and it's just just normal over here. So is that right? So, but anyway, you know, this this country's supposed to break apart, and a big lake's supposed to come up through the middle of it. So I meant. Uh, you know that's what that's what they say, and then and then Stephen, then we got. I'm just telling the folks that I heard a report today that, uh, according according to credible witnesses, the the a fleet of UFOs from who knows where is coming here in 2026. So we've got what three years, three years to do something. Yeah. So you know, I mean, we had 12 years before the planet burns up. I think that's down to nine. So I, I it's hard to keep track of all these days. But man. But Stephen, man, you're talking about uh, we're going to be talking about your your book and what happened to mm-hmm. you, um, a, a journey too. I, I got a question for you. When when you titled your book the the afterlife, a journey too, it's it's like mm-hmm. an unfinished sentence. Is that to grab my attention? No, no, that, uh, Daniel. That's the way. It, you know this this, uh, and I'll tell you about the experience later. But that's the title that was in my head before the writing process began, and it wouldn't leave me. It wouldn't go away. So I, you know, I, I stayed true to what was floating around yeah. in okay. in the corpuscles. So that's just the way it turned out. I'm glad you did that. I mean, that's the way things should be done. I think sometimes we we think. In fact, I was telling the mother-in-law the other day. I said, you know, sometimes we 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 have an opportunity to do something and our mind will tell us not to. It will try to protect us. Our heart will say, do this, take a leap of faith, go forward. But our mind will say, wait a minute, are you sure you want to do that? And did you count the cost yeah, of that? Yeah. And, you know, and, and so it, there's this, it's always trying to block you from, from yeah. even advancing it, and people are stuck in this defensive mode. But, you know, if we have, we follow our heart, we're going to go to places we never dreamed of. It's, it's In fact, I'll put it this way. I don't know if you or familiar with the writings of the Bible, but there are 12 disciples in the, in a ship and Jesus is walking on the water and, uh, only one of them got out of the boat. The other 11 <laughs> said, okay, it's, it's storming out there. I mean, he's a good guy and everything, but you know, yeah. that's not a smart thing to do. Peter listened yeah. to his heart. And so yes. now, which yes. would you be? Would you be the one getting out of the boat or would you, would you have a, a round table discussion and a cause and effects Oh no, Daniel! I've got to tell you that the, the the writing process with with this book was one of absolute trust. I had no idea what was going to be written. I had no characters, no storyboard. It, but when I sat to write, it was just there. So it was a it was a complete leap of faith for me. And and like I 
I'd written and it was written over about oh, four weeks. And every time I sat, I had no idea where it was going. I had no idea where I was being taken. But every time it was there, and I just trusted it implicitly. Mm. So I, I'm pretty sure I'd be the one stepping out of the boat. Okay. And I think, I think everybody that's watching this program knows exactly what I'm talking about. There are times in our lives where we have that choice. And, um, you know, we only have so much time. I mean, imagine if, if all we're doing is protecting ourselves to the end. And then, then we get, um, we see the reality of, say, the afterlife. And then maybe somebody over there is going to say, you know, if you've made this decision here, there's where you'd be. And if you made that, and talk about good decision. You know, there's yeah, where yeah. you'd be. I mean, uh, and, you know, and it's, it's kind of like one of those things like, man, there is something here. You know, and I, some people are just living to die. It's like, you know, the, because you start the dying yeah, yeah. process as soon as you're born. But still, you need yeah. to live until the end. And But I'm just saying, I think we're going to find out that we had a lot more good things could happen to us if, if we did that. But you are talking about, and in the, the, the subtitle of the book there, now you will know what happens in the afterlife now how how do you know that well uh, the the journey daniel was uh, i was I, I was taken and shown the, uh, so i'm I, through this character's eyes uh, i'm seeing what he's seeing and he's taking me where you know wherever I'm, where he wanted me to go but i'm just relating what he's showing me and i could i it was so vivid I could hear the music and see the colours, and the colours you got. No, don't think seven colours of the rainbow. This is by tenfold, and I'm just I'm quite frankly taking dictation. I'm just try, trying my best <laughs> to describe what what I'm seeing and and hearing, and the the words, the dialogue, uh, uh, the writing. In fact, uh, it's almost like uh, old English, uh, Gothic, and it's not. I'm like just an Aussie dude, you know, I don't write nor speak like that. And so I, it was honestly just taking dictation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to best do my best to interpret what I was, what I was seeing. Okay. When you say Gothic, would it be words like, uh, uh, thou, thou sayest, thou must goest like that? Not quite, not quite. It, it's not quite to that level, then. You know, not, not not so much. But it was it was the words were certainly not the way I think nor speak. But and and people have asked me like, was it a real person that like who lived on Earth and was now in heaven? And quite honestly, I don't know. I, I really don't know. All I can say is that I, I, I was getting back to what we were talking about before was I trusted implicitly and, and I didn't edit or think about it. I just wrote, uh, despite the fact that I'm an imperfect vessel mm-hmm. <laughs> with, you know, mm-hmm. I, I did my best to interpret what I was, what I was being shown mm-hmm. and hearing. Mm-hmm. Are you on a laptop or are you on a desktop? I'm on a laptop. I wonder if you could just tilt uh, it. Could you tilt it down just a little bit? That'll center your face. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's good. Is that, yeah. Is that better? You yeah. That, that's better. Okay. Um, so, yeah. um, uh, did you, so you were given the information to write this book or did you, you are you talking about your personal experience? No, that was to- totally given. There, there was no, there's no personal experience in Daniel. Uh, it was, 
it was like how to best describe. It was like tuning in. So when I sat, you know, I, I, I originally I'd said after I had this title going through my head, I said, "No, I'm done." I, you know, I'd written books before, but but you know, I'm on the wrong side of sixty-five now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm finished. I'm not writing anymore. <laughs> but uh, after the experience I had of falling off this roof, um, I, I I eventually succumbed, and I said, "Okay, you want you to the universe? You want me to write this thing? Okay, I'm in. But you have to show me." I the afterlife. What do I know? I know nothing. Yeah, I'm not a religious man, uh, and that's how it happened. So mm-hmm. I, I chose to follow that pathway, as we were talking about before, and thankfully I did because it was a, it's a great gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the the, web, the webs our website here, but we have two directly related poll questions for people. The first question says, uh, uh, "Your life review would show," and then uh, the viewers. Uh, can choose from uh, I've done more good than bad. I've done more bad than good. I will be found wanting. Uh, There is no life review or my life is a draw or this last one. uh, I need a good lawyer. So let's uh, take the results. And and, and so right now, 38% of respondents say I need a good lawyer. So it looks like there's going to be some litigation in heaven or, or wherever, because I think the, I think the litigation part is like, well, I mean, I did this because so the, you know, that someone's going to need some advocate to step in for them. And then 26% says I'll be fine wanting. Uh, That sounds like it's tilted more to the negative there. Uh, a couple of people said there's no life review and life is draw. So, you know, I always look at it like um, um, uh, Bob Marley. Uh, he said to Scrooge that he had forged links in his life, link by link, and he's got to pull those links through eternity. Uh, now, when you have a life review, I imagine it's really not links, but is it sort of like that? Yes, let let me describe Daniel what I what I saw uh, through the writing process, and it was like if you can imagine these uh, mists, and I, I call them mists. That's that's what I saw, like a purgatory, where in which you this life review occurs, and there was a a portal through which souls were exiting onto a plane, and remember. I, you know, I'm not making a judgment of this. I'm just seeing, writing what I'm seeing. And souls were exiting and they're, they're robed. Yeah, and the best I could describe them as like one's aura. Yeah. And these multicolored, you know, some souls were in these beautiful white golden uh, robes. And it's not like a clothes you can take off and say, oh, I don't like those. <laughs> this is like you. <laughs> And all the colours of the spectrum in this robe, and some some souls were coming through like golden white, shimmering, and others were dre- and that sort of designates the pathway that they had to follow. So these ones in white, golden, shimmering blues and yellows were going up on a particular pathway, but there were others that were coming through this portal and they're dressed in like cash and dark mm, darker colors and they had eat but each soul coming through had to follow a particular pathway that was designated 
just for them. Mm-hmm. So the after the life review, depend. I I don't see this wasn't weighed to balance. You've been a good dude. You've been a bad fellow. Mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't see it like that. But what you have caused to affect in your fellow man on earth determines your place in heaven, mm-hmm. and that's reflective in these robes that we bear, and that determines the pathway that we have to follow. We cannot go to places that we think we should be. Mm-hmm. Rather, uh, we we follow the pathway that's distinctly mm-hmm. ours. So this so th- these robe these robes really does that is it like an identifier so everyone else knows what kind of person you were on earth? Oh perfectly put. Absolutely. So other souls are able to look at that robe and know exactly what you need. You know, because love is the the, is the coin of service in heaven. So mm-hmm. another soul can look at you and your robes and know exactly what you need. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the way I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The Bible says, use, there's a term in there that says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So it's interesting. There's a, a, a closed connotation there. All right, we have a, a from one of the viewers. Um, so Stephen, is the death angel just a creature God made to cut the cord and not evil at all? That's a very good question. In in the beginning of the book, the, the there was a bishop who, and you know, uh, he had to confront the angel of death, and that was the the link. You know, he had you know he he had to, he was dead. It, um, but I understand that the reflection of love, you know. Uh, for example, if we would we believe in Jesus and, and the Bible, then we, that love is going to be reflected in what we believe. If one believes in Krishna and the Buddha, then you will that you will see things reflective of that belief. But the love is all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and here's another question: Is Father Time real? Uh, another again, another fantastic question. My understanding, Daniel, in heaven there is no time and space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the in the writing process, I had to describe what I saw, and like souls were walking around. But the 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 key to the more advanced souls was the thinking process. So, uh, in service of love, I needed to be with this person. So you think, and there you are. So there was no time and space in this heavenly realm. Mm-hmm. By the way, our second poll question is, uh, have you had a near-death experience? And I notice that you make a differentiation uh, on, on that as we have this in, in your uh, in your bio section. It says, unlike an ND, well, let's read the whole thing. You say, upon death, we uh, passage through a tunnel of light and the silver cord, which connects the eternal soul to the physical body, parentheses added, is severed. And unlike NDE, we're unable to return um mm-hmm. so the, so so this is an nde question have you have you had one and the results are 75 uh, percent of the people said no 13 percent said they've had a near-death experience and um somebody else says it's a chemical reaction now science says that that's a chemical reaction and you mentioned um a t- i think you mentioned a tunnel of light i remember mm-hmm. scientists said that's just a chemical there's a certain chemical that produces a the idea that you're, you know, it's just light. You're, 
your thought is just opening up because you're dying, you know, or you're at a tense, stressful moment. But you say mm. there is a tunnel. Yeah. Um, uh, let, 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 let's go back to the actual experience. I, I'm looking out here on a scene where I'd, I'd, I'd fallen uh, about, oh, about 15 feet. Uh, and as you, <laughs> as you do when you get past 65, you get up on the roof and clean out gutters. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I fell off. Mm. Uh, and and hit the ground pretty hard, and and at that time, fortunately, it was it happened to be a particular morning when my wife was here because we're very remote. We've got no neighbours, and she saved me quite frankly. But the the experience for me uh, at that well at that time, when I couldn't feel anything from the neck down, I thought, oh, Stephen, you're done here. But the awakening experience did not occur at that time. It occurred through my process or period of, of rehabilitation. I'm, I'm on a couch for three or four months. I could, I'm good for nothing. I, I could go nowhere. Uh, and it was then that I had the, this words, the, 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 the title in my head. You know, the afterlife. And I knew what it was. And I knew the universe was saying, Stephen, there's more for you to do. But you get to choose. This is your choice. You can say no and, you know, continue to live in retirement and very nicely. Thank you very much. Or you can take this on board. I've chosen the latter, obviously. And thankfully I did. And then the revelation started. That's when... I sat to write and I saw the the colours and heard the music and uh, and all the revelations that come through the book. That, But I had to choose. That was a point of choice. Uh, and if I had said no, that's all fine. God's love's still there. He's all fine. But in this case, I've said, okay, I'm in. And then the download started. That's when, you know, I started to write and uh, and that's when I trusted implicitly that whatever was coming would be there. Mm-hmm. When you say trust, did you trust in an event? Did you trust in the universe? Did you trust in the creator? Who did you, who were you putting your trust into? Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely trusting the creator. You know, you call it whatever we like, the universe, the creator, mm-hmm. God, love, whatever. But that, that was, for me, that was the absolute key ingredient. I had because I hadn't, I don't know. What do I know? Mm-hmm. However, in the trusting process, I, I, I knew uh, that the next every portion would be there. The next part of the book would be there, and uh, and I didn't judge it. I didn't review it. I just wrote mm-hmm. what I, as best I could mm-hmm. <laughs> in interpretation so, of what so, I saw. So, so Stephen, you ha- do you have a publisher? Yes. Okay. Yes, she says. Okay. Well, I've, I've had an uh, well since this show's been going on 2003. You can imagine the amount of uh, authors that we've had on the program, among others, hmm. uh, of course. Uh, but I, I distinctly remember several authors saying that their publisher said, that title ain't going to work. You need to change that. Did you get any pressure to do that? Nope. Not at all. It's good. Yeah, and if, if that had been the case, I would have said, see you later. No. I I, um, I engaged a an editor after the event mm-hmm. because uh, – I still don't know where a comma goes properly. <laughs> uh, so I had to engage uh, an editor to, to fix that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I, I went to government yeah. school too, but I also went to the school of cowboy, and that gives me a, a whole lot more understanding. All right, by the way, welcome to the live <laughs> chat, uh, me and Nine Lives. If you have a question for tonight's guest, just put it in the live chat, and our uh, moderator will get it over here to the show. Uh, so you say when, when you when you th- I'm going to talk about this silver cord that connects the eternal soul to the physical body. What is that mm-hmm. cord made out of? Oh God. I- Love is the bridge. The love between the the connection between the the human body and the eternal soul is is absolute love. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. Don't I mean I don't know the the quantum of it, but love is the bridge between this life and the next. And those that we have kinship with, those that yeah you know, we love, we are able to connect through this cord or silver cord through. Uh, oh, l- let me give you an example. There was a place I got taken to called the Abode of Reunion. So, well, uh, with a with a master with a guide, I'm seeing we're looking on top of a hill, looking down on this plateau, and there's all these souls sort of uh, congregating around. They're all in communion, and and some had silver cords traipsing across these mists not through the mist over and like I turned to this master guide and said what is this and it was explained to me that this is where souls on earth are able to commune with kin loving kin on the other side so in the process of sleep when the human body's asleep this communion can occur so that and that spirit on the other side is able to help us guide ourselves solve problems whatever and then when the the human body awakens then of course the soul comes back into into the body but that that's that's one of the 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 things that i was shown Mm -hmm. all right uh we have a question from australian ben says what's the um um, well, that's a different word there. Are, are there different dimensions of heaven and hell? Oh yes, there there, there were there was certainly distinct different levels. I uh, again seeing through this character's eyes and being taken with a master soul to different levels. I got taken up to to a, a really high level. I don't know whether it's the highest. I don't know whether there's more, but I got taken up to a really high level and shown like a vast expanse of color and music and light. Uh, but there was another, I got taken to uh, a, a nether region. Now, let me best describe this. Walking through a, uh, if you can imagine a bushfire going through an area, so the ash and the smoke, and it was horrible, quite frankly. And then we entered this portal. So this huge portal opens. And in this Inside this chamber are these huge vortices, spinning power vortices. And it was a horrible place to be. And there are souls trapped in each of these, in each of these vortices. And again, I turned to the, the guide and said, like, what is this place? And it was described, this is where souls are trapped by choice. It's not God's wrath, not not the 
judgment of hell on earth, you know, of, of hell. It is where souls are entrapped by their own choice. Think of uh, the seven deadly sins, greed, lust, envy, anger, uh, sloth. And they are unable, until they are contrite and repent, uh, uh, they are stuck in these power vortices by mm. their own choice. Mm. And, and and around each of these vortices were these angelic beings. And again, of us, who, who are these souls? And it was described that when a soul repents, when they're contrite, that they are, that releases them from the power of this choice, and then the angels take them away to, you know, to further their elevations or whatever. Okay, so so but, are you are you talking about repenting in the next in the afterlife, or are you talking about repenting mm-hmm. in this life? In the, it was. What I saw was in the afterlife. They were trapped by their own choice in the afterlife and could not escape until such time as they were contrite. So, so you as think, soon as they so, were contrite. So, so you think that then possibly that there are people that are so uh, dogmatic or so adamant about their choices that they wouldn't repent and, and stay eternity in the, the lock status of some that, sort? No, I, I think that's pretty close, Daniel. If it... it, it Again, I can only describe to you what I saw and what I heard. Mm-hmm. I it's not what I believe. Rather, it, it, it was to, it was said to me that as soon as a soul uh, repents from this, let's call it a sin, for want of a better word, as soon as that happens, then they are released in, into the different uh, levels of heaven. But until such time as they are able to release themselves from that burden of choice, then they're stuck. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we have this question. It says, Stephen, are you saying you didn't actually die? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. Okay. Absolutely not. And, and you don't no, also, you, it, you're also not saying you, that you had a near-death experience either. Is that correct? Oh, it, the, the event propelled me into the gifts that I received. But it was, I, I cannot say, Daniel, that it was mm-hmm. a, like, you know, I died and went to heaven. No, I, yeah. I, I, I do not say that. Okay. No, all I can say is the, 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 uh, that specific event turned me towards a purpose now that, that mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot change. Uh, Stephen, is it, is it, isn't it kind of true for the human condition that w- sometimes we need maybe not a near-death experience, but maybe a, a tragedy or, or some kind of pain. I mean, people say that you're most alive when you have pain. And this is true because, you know, you start getting sleepy, you know, and your eyes, you know, start drooping. But you, but if you get stung by a bee, your eyes are going to be wide open, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, going to yeah. be most, that's the time you're most alive. So so is there any way that, that someone could say, look, I, I figure I got to learn some lessons, um, but uh, I'll just teach me and, and I'll – Help me avoid going through what I have, you know, some kind of pain situation, some kind of tragedy, you know, and I make the right decisions now. Is it? Is it? Can you make that kind of deal? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm absolutely certain, Daniel. That's, that's very much my experience. You know, if, I, if the, the event of falling off this ladder uh, has caused me to, again, it's a point of choice. The, the God, the universe says, Stephen, you can choose this or you cannot, and either way, I'll still love you. But you've got a purpose to fulfill, and, and now uh, uh, 
now I'm as I say on the on the wrong side of sixty five, there's a relativity associated with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know how much time I've got left. And so I say, okay, I'm in, I'm good, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I've got to tell you, the other thing consequential of, of of these types of experiences is that the universe, God says to you, yes, okay, you, we're redirecting you to a higher purpose. Thank you for choosing this way. I'll be there. I, you will be given. Uh, uh, power, superpowers, for want of a better word, skills, attributes uh, that will enable you to fulfil this this purpose. <laughs> and by the way, you can call on us, me, the, the universe, any time you like, because we'll be there. Mm-hmm. And that's very much my experience of it now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this 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 superpower ability um, gifts uh, are those to be used in this life or the life after? Oh, I'm sure they're totally intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well and, then, and, uh, let, let me go to the next part of this question then. So if you can align with the good for superpowers to do good or, or whatever on this life, are there people that are aligning with the dark side? Do they have an equal sort of super evil power to be given as well? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I don't, from the... Uh, in my, in my head, in the book, I, I was not shown anything in that regard, but if, I would believe that that would probably if, would be the case. You could align with darker forces that imbued you with more power than one originally. Well, I would has. say there, there's probably a large segment of this planet that willingly or un, unknowingly have done so thinking that there is no consequences in an afterlife. So why not? They may conv- be convinced to say, hey, uh, fame and fortune will come your way if you align. And yeah. and, and from, from that standpoint, I mean, there's somebody out there right now in this country named Lizzo. Have you ever heard that term, name? No. She's no. this 500-pound Walters woman that's a famous rapper. And uh, oh, pardon me. Yes, 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 yes. In the news of recent yeah. times. I mean, I just yes. call, I, yes. I just call her Orca, but she's about <laughs> she's about 500 pounds. But the things that are coming out are not fit for me to even say what I know. And if you've read any mm. or if and people can read the articles, just look up Lizzo. But a whole bunch of women are coming out saying what she did to them and is so debased and so deprived and so evil. But this woman mm. also happens to be filthy freaking rich. Is mm. that she is making packs with this dark side being propelled to stardom? Mm. And, uh, mm. you know, is that would that be a classic case? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is, Daniel, through through this, the writing process and all the things that I that I learned now know about the heavenly realms. It was about three months after I'd finished the writing and all the review. And you, you know what it's like. You read a book, uh, you write a book and you review it, read it a hundred times. There was a point in little voices in my head of saying, Stephen, read it again. You've missed something. I go, huh? I've read it a hundred times. And I did. And in that reading, I discovered 15 laws of heaven and earth uh, uh, tenets that make life a better place and one of them comes to mind in reference to the example you give 
And I'll read it to you if you don't mind. Fine, go ahead. Go right ahead. What you have caused to affect in your fellow man is what declares your place in heaven. What you have caused to affect in your fellow man is what declares your place in heaven. So if I do bad things to you, it's not you that suffers the consequences of that. It's me. Mm-hmm. And there's no escape. No, there's no there's no exit stage left that I get away with. Mm-hmm. It. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to face the consequences. Because we're one in spirit. So what I what I do to you, I do to myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a that's a American Indian chief once said, "Life is a web, and what you do to the web, you do to yourself." And that's before the web. That was before the web was even invented. So you know, I love Indian uh, Indian wisdom and sayings. I just I just soak it up because like it comes from a time when. Um, where people had more connection with the creator and the great spirit and nature. Mm. And there wasn't so much of this greed and all this other crap that we got to deal with today. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, there's just no way. Here's what I, here's what I know. There is no way that you can get away with a slight to somebody else uh, yes. in any way, shape or form. Yes. You cannot do it. Um, yep. You know, in decisions, I, it's, this is just a, a mind flash right here. A split, second decision can affect your life so i'm a young i'm a young cowboy in indianapolis and it's a rainy day and uh i got upset and come to a yellow light and at that moment i had a split decision in my anger just to cut loose just to forget it man i'm hitting that gas just that's you know that split (laughs) second so wham i hit that gas and this car i love and i spun around hit five cars uh, lost my license. It took me two years to get it back. But th- in that one second of, of me justifying, I can, you know, I can let loose or really, and you can use that for a lot of things is that one time you're going to, you're going to let somebody have it. You, you're, mm. th- you know, you've had it with them. They're going to say something. You go let them have it. And then, then you find out that, you know, maybe you accuse them of something <laughs> and they weren't guilty of it. You know, so you just can't, it's just, you just can't let loose in those seconds. And how do you, how do you no, keep control to not do that? Well, yeah, again, that's a very good question. And, and let me relate that experience to one of the laws here I've got in front of me. It says, in your life review, all shall be revealed. No thought or action insignificant. All remembered to record. Now, if, if, that, if that ism, if that law doesn't turn the one away from errant paths, I don't know what will. <laughs> And it gives pause, doesn't it? Instead mm-hmm. of reverting to anger, so oh, okay, I've mm-hmm. you know maybe I should rethink that that choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those laws enable us to elevate our ourselves to a higher purpose. All right, we've got a, a number of questions. Let's go take a couple more questions. This is from Bear. It says, uh, um, "What do you think? Why do you think you were chosen to be the one to witness and write this?" Oh, that's a very good question. My goodness, Daniel. In all honesty, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but what I what I do know is I am entirely grateful for the experience. And and let me give you a uh, let me give you a, a an actual experience, a very recent, uh, to to highlight that. About two months, just over two months ago, I, I lost my beautiful mother. Now, she was a, a, a 
a wonderful human being, an angelic being. And I always thought through my life is that when, like, when you go, I'm not hanging around. I, I, I don't want to stay in this place because she was such a beautiful soul. But now, and now, you know, one feels grief for the loss of a beautiful being, but that grief is not disabling. It's totally empowering because I know where she's gone and I know the level that she's gone to. I know where to find her in, in this heart region and in here. And I know she's there all the time and like we can, you know, she's there to, to help out. Um, so the, the knowledge one has gained from writing this book has now become experiential. I live that these these uh, these laws. I know much more and can live it to make life a better place. I mean, I said to my wife of many years now, consequential of writing the book and the things that I now know, I love you more dearly than I ever did. Mm-hmm. That they're gifts that I I would never have received had I not chosen this pathway. Mm-hmm. I see. I see in the uh, live chat, uh, Doreen B eighty nine fifty one said, "I'm worried about that life review." Now I know that some people, <laughs> I know that some people that are watching this show are pure as a driven snow. I mean, you can't get the, you can't even get them with a traffic ticket. Okay, I mean, I I I would think there's probably people in there, but then there are other people. Um, I might be in that that have let's just say, super secret G fourteen classified secrets that we participated in that we don't ever want to be, we don't ever want to talk about it and don't want to ever be, we are not proud of it. You know, we, it's just to say we had a super secret G14 classified uh, week moment and then did this or that uh, in our, uh, in our lives. Uh, Are those, uh, uh, are those going to be blasted on the big screen? Oh, Daniel, I mean, there's not a, there's not a human being standing on, on, on bipeds that, hasn't made a mistake or done something stupid. I mean, yours truly included. But I, I, I'm, I'm certain that the messages from this book are not designed. I mean, we can't whitewash a past. What we can do is change the course of our future. Mm-hmm. Love more dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, be kinder to our fellow man. That I mean, all that. Well, well you didn't really. Nice, you really didn't but, answer my question. Okay, you talked here earlier. You said that people have. Uh, their garb, their clothes will be indicative and mm-hmm. representative of their life. So when I talk mm-hmm. about a, a a super secret G14 classified classified uh, event that a person may have participated in, is that is that is that going to be on the robe as well? That or multiples of those, whatever, are those going to be on the robe that everybody says? They look at it and say, "Wow, that is a dark spot right there." Yeah. Uh, you you really. <laughs> Get the hints, man. What are you even doing here? You know, I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Let, let's let's go back to what we talked about before. That uh, in your life review, all sh- okay. all shall be revealed. No thought or action insignificant. I don't think there's any hiding from that. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, there you go, people. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for an eraser myself. So I want to. I want. I want that 18 minutes of deleted tape. Well, of course, maybe eighteen, <laughs> maybe eighteen years of the deleted tape. Um, you want to say, Daniel, where's that tape at? It seems to be missing. I don't know, man. I overrode it right. somewhere. 
Uh, all right. Curious says, uh, Stephen, you mentioned repentance. Any mention of accepting Jesus Christ as Savior from the guide? It's a very good question. Uh, and I've got to tell you something, Daniel. Uh, I was shown many characters through through this journey. Uh, and the characters, every character that I saw, as soon as I like met up to them, I'd say, what's your name? And straight away, straight away, I would have it. But there was this master character, uh, and uh, oh, even now I can, I can see him in the prime of life. And, and I say he uh, in in the terms that like he and her, there was no no distinction. But in the prime of life, in a beautiful golden robe, and I I was taken to this master, and three times did I ask. What's your name? Three times I, I, I got nothing. So in the in the book, uh, I, I just said the master because I could give I could not give this soul this master soul a name. So whether it was Jesus or the Buddha or I, I, I honestly I don't know because I was not given such name. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't, I, to answer the question, I, I don't know, but uh, all I know is this master being took me to a really high, really high level and showed me, showed me a vast expanse mm-hmm. of, of of the heavenly realm. Well, but I do not know his name. Well, they uh, do people do people eat in the afterlife? I didn't see any of that. No. Okay, because I was going to say, not see any of well, that. I mean, no. that's bad. That's bad news for the Buddha, man. Looks like he's he's eating pretty good here, man. So <laughs> he may not like he, he may not want to go there. Well, believe it or not, yeah. I guess. No, I didn't see any of that. No. Okay. Well, no. we, we well, there's actually an, an an interesting thing going on with the with the the edge pole there. There's two of them there, as I said. Your life review would show uh, various things. The number one answer that people reply to on the life review is I need a good lawyer. Well, that's <laughs> that it happens to kind of coincide with a certain teaching. Some people may call the, the uh, judge advocate or the intercessor um, that when uh, the good book says that when you get to heaven, there is a judge advocate. There is somebody that will be by your side advocating for you, i.e. a lawyer. And that would be Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and it's a very solid system of belief. But what I what I understand, Daniel, from this from this writing, is it's it's not some uh, judge sitting up there in in a high chair and saying, Stephen, you you were a bad dude, and by the way, you're going to jail. That wasn't it at all. It was more like look the way I described it. It was like looking in the mirror. So it's not God's wrath nor judgment. It's you looking in the mirror of reflection and saying, hmm, yeah, I, I did some stuff here to my fellow man. And there's some things I've got to learn and there's some recompense to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therein lies the quality how, of the robes that I'm how, garbed in. How does one pay that recompense? The, what, what if somebody has a debt? The, wait a minute, Steve. What if somebody has a, a debt they, they could not pay? Hmm. What if the debt is yes. so big they could not uh, pay it? Yeah, let let me let me answer that by 
by going back to another of the laws of heaven that I understand. And I'll read it to you again. Okay. The judgment of heaven is neither vindictive or eternal, but probationary and remedial. So, again, my understanding from the writing is that a soul could stay in, if they're happy in a particular place, like wherever they've, the pathway has led them, you could stay there. And, and the Heavenly Father says, Stephen, okay, you want to stay there? I'm all good. I love you forever. However, if you wish to evolve, if you wish to mm, move up to the higher levels, then I will show you the way. There is some stuff that you have to go through with that, but uh, I, I will guide you and I will send the, the heavenly angels to help you, which occurred in, in this, in uh, this uh, book. Okay, All right. the stuff you, you've got to pay or go through, is that on earth or in the afterlife? That was, this is all in the afterlife that I saw. All right, so uh, so, so there's the, some the sort. So you say, not, no. so there's some sort. There's there's some sort of uh, punishment that goes on in the afterlife. Yes, yes. You there, there are consequences to the actions that you've taken to what you have caused other people. So if I hurt you or do something mm -hmm. bad to you, mm -hmm. that's not that's I'm not free and clear of that. There mm -hmm. are consequences to that mm -hmm. because what I do to the to another, I do to the self. This is a mirror of reflection. That's my understanding of it. So yes, there are consequences to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, what if God? What if God paid the price through Jesus and His sufferings? Then would you still owe? Uh, I, it's, I don't know that it's a system of debit or credit. Daniel, mm -hmm. you know, oh, okay, you've done something bad to somebody. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll take those burdens away from you. You you have to understand that what you have caused to affect in another, you 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 do to yourself. So so if I've done something bad to you, my understanding is that I would see that and feel that in the life review. Oh, I've done something bad to Daniel. Oh, ouch. Mm -hmm. That hurts. So I still need to bear the consequences of that. Mm -hmm. All righty. By the way, welcome uh, Nam De Plume and curious to the live chat. Uh, Nam De Plume says, Stephen, where in the Bible does it say people go to heaven? I don't know that you say you're a Bible expert, but do you know? Oh uh, no, I'm not a Bible expert, Daniel. I can't answer that question. Okay. No, I, I do not know. Okay. I can I can only relate to you what I understand my understanding now of the I, heavenly realm. I understand, realms. and that's all. Right. Really, yeah, I yeah. definitely don't want you to answer yeah. questions that you don't have the answer I to. Don't that, know. that honesty no, is what know. we want, because yeah, yeah, you know. So we'll go in and out of your story here. It depends on how how it goes. So if somebody has an answer for Nanda Plume about that question, go ahead and put it in maybe in the live chat and, and they can read it. All right, uh, Doreen eighty nine fifty one says. Uh, referring back earlier, where you said there's got to be some sort of repentance there. What if people don't repent at all? Oh, well, I would I would say they're stuck. I mentioned that we talked about the vortices before. I would imagine you, you, you forgiveness, and again, relate, relate another law of heaven. Let me find it here. Forgiveness is at the heart of your ultimate realization. So forgiveness, as I understand it, is the key to one's involvement in the heavenly realms. Forgiveness of others, 
what they've done to you and forgiveness of self for what perhaps one has done and what one has not done. But forgiveness is the ultimate key to realization. Um, does, does each person only get one life review? I understand that to be correct. I, there was, again, what I saw was, you know, this, you go through this in, in these myths and these purgatory, you do your life review and out you come, <laughs> out you come into the heavenly realms, garbed in the robes, in the robes. This, uh, this life, uh, re- this I, life I, review, I how long does this life review take? Oh, time, I cannot describe time to you okay. uh, because time it was not a relative in the heavenly realms. I, I don't, I don't know, but there was no. Re- uh, what I know is that there was time is not a factor in heaven. Experience is experience mm-hmm. of the love of the heavenly Father. Okay, all right. We have we have this question here. Uh, it says from uh, Australia, what de- what determines if the silver cord is severed and go on to the next life or if we just have a NDE and stay in this life, what, what, how's that determination made? That's a great question. Well, again, there's another very good question. I, I suspect it's a burden of choice. Um, one, and you hear from traditional NDEs that you get to a stage where souls wish to stay, but they have more to do. The father says, you've got a job to do. You need to go back. You're not finished yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, there'll be some difficulties. Yes, I'll give you superpowers. Yes, you can choose a different direction. But we've all got a, a purpose to fulfill. Uh, uh, and uh, when the silver cord is not severed, you're able to come back and, and fulfill that that service. Mm-hmm. What do you, you mentioned that the the silver cord. Uh, I, I think you referred to it as made of love. What is love made of? What? Oh, my goodness. Oh. It's, a, it, it's, it's a knowledge and experience. So, I mean, we, we know with our kin and the, our, our, our parents or our children, you know, we know what that love feels like, don't we? And we know that there is no separation between us and the heavenly father and i'll read that law to you let me see let me if ever there was a separation between the divine and his children then god's love would not exist so there that love is a bridge to the heavenly realms and the heavenly father um that's the best way i can describe it all right so it's 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 really it's there's there's no description of it it can't be localized it can't be duplicated it can't be analyzed is that is it is, is it spirit some sort of spirit that, uh, i guess then it's beyond beyond the limitations of my understanding i i, I don't know it's quantum what, mm. what we know is call it burdens of of faith or or trust it's there we we know that the love the love exists between us here on earth with the with our kin and, and others and we know that the heavenly father loves us eternally and, and dearly and and always will so if we know that we can experience it through what we do with that understanding you know with our kin with with others uh we we get onto podcast and we talk to 
lovely people. We we fulfil whatever purpose we've got to fulfil on earth. That's a connection to our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Now, how does one know if they are fulfilling their purpose on earth? Well, there's, an, there's a burden. There's a burden of trust in there. Um, let me put. It, I'll put it through my own experience. Uh, pre and post the the falling off this ladder thing, I thought that I, as I mentioned before, over sixty five, I'm done. Mm-mm. Sorry, Stephen, <laughs> doesn't work that way. You've got more to do. I don't. I don't know how long I've got. So you better hurry up and get get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but that's that's fulfilling a purpose. If I haven't got it right, well, so be it. I'll I'll stand corrected. But there's there's a knowing in there that I'm on the right pathway. Mm-hmm. A a knowing. Okay. Um, question come in says you speak of repentance, uh, but were you taught anything about forgiveness? Oh, absolutely. The and I'll describe it through this. This the, the main character of this book, whose name was Athar, and Athar in life on Earth, as a child, he was abused by under the auspices of the clergy, and he took his own life later in his life. So he was stuck in this purgatory by virtue of the anger and the guilt and the shame that he felt. He could not see the light that was shining on him because of this anger and and shame that he felt. And it was only the the gift of forgiveness that released him. He was able to forgive those that had perpetrated the the horrible things that happened to him, and he was able to forgive himself. That released him into these wider heavenly realms. So forgiveness was the key to his ultimate realization. Is, Is suicide murder? Oh, that is a very good question. Uh, it's a murder of the self. The, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, I, I'm certain that we don't have uh, a God's leave to take another life nor our own. Mm-hmm. And that has burdens of consequence in the afterlife, to be mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you, uh, let's say somebody had, in, in, a, in a poll question, the life review, we have uh, one of the options is, I've done more bad than good, uh, which... About 10, 11% say that. Hmm. Um, if one were to, as you say, uh, pay for their sins one way or another in the afterlife, and you say go through it, they have to, you know, what they did to others, they'll feel that with what measure you meet, it was measured back to them again. It seems that if they were able to pay that debt, pay for those hmm. sins, how is that love? Because that is a transaction where you, you you made up for it. So therefore, why do you re- require any additional mm. favoritism yes. in that when you paid it? You, and couldn't you walk around him and say, hey, I paid it. I'm good. Wouldn't you have a yeah, kind I, of a, a prowlful spirit that way as well? Yeah, it's very interesting, Daniel. I, I'm, again, from the learnings of this writing, I'm not sure that it, this is not a transactional experience. It's not a you know, or a way to balance. I'm certain that that's not the case. Rather, it's an understanding that, oh, okay, yes, I've I've 
you know, made some errors. We all make mistakes. If you can't make a mistake, you can't make anything. Yes, I've caused some people harm. But yes, I have knowledge now that enables me to redirect myself to a higher purpose, to a higher state of thinking, a higher state of love with the Heavenly Father. We can't change what's gone. Mm-hmm. But yes, we can redirect and we can recorrect. Well, so well, be- well as, I, was a, as I mentioned it, the human condition, basically, I would say when it comes to pure love and pure truth, the human condition seems to be emblematic of uh, our righteousness being as filthy rags, as I mentioned, mentioned earlier. Uh, and it seems that there is that we in that space of, of being analyzed in our life review, as the poll question says, we would be weighed in the balance and we would be found wanting. It seems that, that there's no way that there's enough goodness that we can do in the afterlife, enough pain we can feel that we inflicted, enough money that we can give back that we stole, uh, and in lives that we murdered, we can't pay that back in the mm-hmm. afterlife. If you're a murderer, if you, when you get murdered in heaven, it seems the scale of balances weighs against a soul. Therefore, it seems it requires somebody to step in and tilt that balance back to everlasting life in heaven. Do you not agree that there has to be some extraneous force there that weighs in on our favor? Because I don't see where we can pay that. Love love and forgiveness are the ultimate keys to our evolution and our... our, uh, but I don't know that we can – again, we can't cast backwards. We can't change what's occurred. All we can do uh, is is rearrange our future, and that includes both in life, in, in, in the human condition, and as an evolutionary process when we go to the heavenly realms. And because we – as mentioned before, the judgment of heaven is not vindictive or eternal. We continue to evolve through that through that process through the heavenly realms and and with that understanding we are able to link to the love of the heavenly father and say okay i'm in yes i've done some bad things i'm contrite i repent from those things i forgive myself i can forgive others for what they've done to me let us move forward together hand in hand so you're saying then okay okay so then can i conclude from that that hmm. you're saying some things you will feel and go through, and some things, as I mentioned, if you murder somebody, you can't unmurder them, and you can't pay for that unless you get murdered yourself in, in the afterlife. So you're, are you saying then that some parts of your life is erased, is forgiven, even though you you, you won't have to go through what the, uh, you inflicted, only only certain parts of it, not all of it? Yes. Uh, let me go back to that it, it, uh, scenario we talked about with Athar, he he was able to forgive those that had perpetrated really bad things on him in life, and that was his key to his ultimate realization. He was able to forgive others in the afterlife, uh, and that released him in the afterlife. Yes, absolutely, that released his character from the burdens of where he was stuck in this this mist, this purgatory. So he, he was able to forgive those that had, had done bad to him. That was the key. Okay. And so the people that did bad to him, many of those would still be in this life alive, correct? Oh, I, I've got to tell you, 
the the again what I was shown okay. is the the priest that perpetrated these heinous things to this child was stuck in a place oh how do I describe it I got taken through this dark tunnel uh screams and noise and like snakes and bad things and this character this priest was stuck he he had created this space for himself to stop people coming to him because he was so afraid of what he had done to others on earth so he'd created this barrier if you will around him to stop people coming because he was afraid they were going to come and hurt him Mm-hmm. And it was Athar's forgiveness of this priest that was able to release them both from the burdens of what they carried. Athar saying, I forgive you, <clears throat> and that released a burden from him, mm-hmm. and it also released a burden from this priest who was then taken by angelic forces to, I, I don't know where he was taken, mm-hmm. but I, I know he was taken away. But it was yeah. forgiveness that was the key. Well, it sounds like he should be taken away. Away. So, all right. So, yeah, I, I didn't catch this because I don't have your book. I don't think. Uh, but uh, so it's Catholic priest, and then you also mentioned you talk about purgatory. Now, these are both synonymous with with Catholicism. Are are you a Catholic yourself? No, I'm not. No, I have no religious affiliation, okay. Daniel. No, no. And, and it was I called the there yeah. was, and I, I can't even say that. That was Catholic. I know I called the, one of the characters the bishop, but there are bishops in uh, across the spectrum of mm-hmm. of of religion. So I I, I cannot say. So so of characters, this, this, uh, of characters, this one here, as you said, gets taken away. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jesus made an, an emphatic statement when he said that uh, it would be better that a millstone would be tied around somebody's neck than to hurt one of these little children. So it seems that the heavenly realm has uh, a a very dark look uh, at people that do such things, which would inc- include priests that have done things to children. But now in this country, Stephen, we've got large swath of the population that's going after children. So it sounds mm-hmm. like there's, uh, there's going to be a, a lot of reckoning. There's going to be a lot of... Uh, uh, life reviews, I would think, that aren't going to be favorable to people that are doing that in this country. I don't know how it is in Australia, but it certainly is wicked in this country. Oh, I hear you. I hear you big time. And the way I would see that, Daniel, is I mean, if I did something bad to you, yeah, I will bear the consequences of that, absolutely. But you're 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 a grown man. You're you're um, you know, we've got some some miles under under the wing, and you know, you can defend yourself. However. Yeah, these young innocents, yeah, do not have an ability, uh, and they're all, all young. We're all loved by the heavenly Father, but I think especially so when you're young and innocent, have no means of defence. Uh, so I would suspect that the burdens of consequence for such heinous deeds would be rather significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what those robes will look like on that. All right, are mm. uh, <laughs> I could imagine to be rather dark, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have this question here. So did you write everything you needed to write, or is there a sequel coming? Oh, now, there's a very good question. I, I, I've i got to tell you, uh, 
that I mentioned before my mother passing, what I now understand, although have not yet seen nor heard the proof of, is that there will be another download of a higher heavenly realm. I am certain that I was only shown to a particular level. I don't know what comes after that, but what I what I know, and I'm very open to now the download, is that there will be another viewing, shall we say? Viewing. But when when that's going to be, I hope it's before I turn eighty and and drop off the perch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I don't know when, but I'm certain that there's another sequel. Yes. All right, missing your children there. Uh, what color robes do the children wear in this heavenly realm? Oh, Daniel, let me give you a. I can't answer that specifically, but I'll, I'll, I'll describe to you a place that I was taken. And I called it the School for Children. And if you can imagine a, a building, not, not glass set, if it's this is Greco Roman, like a beautiful marble alabaster. Okay. Uh, and I got taken in with a master guide, got taken into this building. And there were all these different rooms in there. And in the rooms were these angelic, uh, I can barely describe, when I walked into this room, the love I felt, I can, it like sends a chill down the spine now. The love I felt when I entered this building was like a uh, like a warm blanket on a cold night. And there's these beautiful angelic beings there, blue, yellowy colored robes. And they've got, Fled, they've got the care of these fledgling souls, children to look after. And there was all these little babes in arms, if you will. And what was described to me is this is, an, a, this is a school for children where children that have left the earthly realm early are so nurtured by the Heavenly Father and, and his love. No child is left behind. Uh, every every child's soul is so nurtured in this school, as I saw, by the Heavenly Father. Even if the bond between the the parent and the child is somewhat tenuous, every child's soul is brought to the prime of their 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 spiritual well being in this place. That's one of the places that I saw and best, did my best to describe. Mm-hmm. Is uh, when people die, uh, do they die at the age, or are in the are they in the afterlife at the age they died, or do they go back to the prime of their life? I think yes, that's another good question. There, there's a there's a prime of spirit, so they they revert to a you know a, 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 a primeness of their spirit, so they don't stay. 85 if you know what i mean the spirit reverts to the prime of their their spiritual health mm-hmm. as described in their robes so uh, their spiritual health so if somebody's say mature spiritually at 90 is that the age they show up in, mm. in the afterlife yeah um let let i don't think so daniel i didn't see that with the souls that i saw even the mar- particular that master soul I described before was a young man or a young person. Uh, uh, they were not, you know, long beards and long hair and 
Yeah, that's no. He was in the prime of his spiritual well-being. Although there was another place I got taken to. There was a grand library, and we entered this library, and there's these tomes uh, of of all sorts of records. And the the master of this library was a a, a being of you know I saw him long hair and big beard, big beard and things. So. You know, I, I could, all I did was just describe what I saw. I, mm-hmm. Hard to make a judgment upon, but that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, l- let me uh, get a little bit a further understanding with you when you say how you how you wrote the book. Mm. You said, and I, I probably got this wrong, but you, you fell off a ladder, but you didn't have a near death experience. So were you were you? But how did you start writing the book? Did you were was you were you bedridden ridden and that's what it started coming to you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for about three months, Daniel, I'm <laughs> I'm good for nothing. Okay, and so uh, and so and uh, so I'm on a couch. And so you're you're good for nothing, and then you then impressions start coming to you. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Yes. Well, I had the title going through my head, mm-hmm. and I knew what it was. I knew where it was coming from, and that's where I, initially I rejected the call. I said, no, leave me alone. I want to start planting vegetables in the garden. <laughs> um, but it was like, ding, ding, ding. I, co- I couldn't make it go away. And eventually I said, okay, I'm in. You want me to write this thing? I, I'm in. I'll write, but you need to show me. You, the universe, God, whatever. Because I, what do I know? I know nothing. The afterlife, I I I don't know you, have, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. I, uh, and then every time I sat, every time without fail, the, the I was shown the the next part of the story. Okay. And I, I I would I would write some things, and in review I'd go, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that in any way? But it was connect- always there. Is that in any way connected to what some people call automatic writing? Uh, I guess it is, Daniel. I I, I suppose uh, um, the key uh, you I didn't you didn't close. Was, was okay, okay, did you you t- did you type on an iPad or a computer or how yeah, did just you... just on a just on a just on a laptop on, yeah, on a laptop? Okay, that's the way I do all right. It. So yeah. so when you were when you were doing that, you, you didn't close your eyes and, and do the keyboard. You you were actually looking at the letters. <laughs> no, I've only got two fingers. Okay. I have to watch where they're going. Okay. <laughs> but okay, so so you 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 your eyes were open and you saw what you were doing. Oh yes, okay, oh yes. So I don't think uh, that. But I'm se- okay. I'm seeing and hearing the the music, uh, and I saw the the colours. So I just described, wrote what I what I saw. Mm-hmm. I, I get call it automatic writing. I, but it's not. I, I certainly had my eyes open because otherwise I'd be writing in. I think, you know, I think automatic writing is where people don't don't they don't they don't even see. They're just sitting there. They're just writing. How they, Could you know, be. Like yeah, like that it. wasn't it so, at all. So, no, well, that's no. kind of good because I think that kind of pretends to be on on the on the darker side of things. You know, and they're they're mm. getting downloads because people can get good downloads and they can get evil downloads. And I, I think from what you're saying by your demeanor, it seems like you were getting a, a sort of a good from is coming from a good place anyway, or at least a good heart. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, tr- I, Daniel, I trusted implicitly that the the words that were coming through were, were a gift from a from a higher from a higher source that was being given through me to to our to our betterment. So mm-hmm. my my job, quite frankly, it, the writing process was was a beautiful thing, and I'm so pleased that. I got mm-hmm. kind of got I got chosen, but the real gift is in the messages that people receive from it. Mm-hmm. So, so the book's been out, 
have you what, what type of replies have you got from people who's had the book? What have what have others said about your book? Oh, it's been very interesting, Daniel. I I must confess that I had expected to receive a a number of let's call them brickbats from from people, <laughs> which Good I'm term. sort of you know. I've got, thought, a, few, okay, I've got so a few. I've got a few of those. I've got a few of those. <laughs> yeah, we've got some lumps, but um, but that's okay. I mean, my my job now, my task now is to just describe what I, the gift that I was yeah. given, yeah. and if people accept that. Or, and make life a better place for long good. If they don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I, I, my job is to tell my story. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of the story is you're, you're, you're saying that on these life reviews that there are consequences. Nothing done in secret that won't be revealed is what you're saying. Correct. And Correct. Uh, so that's another truism that we know. I've, and I've spoken to a number of them tonight that kind of goes with many of the things you, you've been saying. Uh, do you find yourself a, a more spiritual person now that you've written this book? Uh, it, yes, in 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 a word, it's it's changed. I mean, I, I'd I'd be I'd be a hypocrite if if I was to sit here and talk to you and tell you things about what I've written and what I saw and not live them in my own experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mentioned too before with the passing of my mother, you know. I was quite when I was quite ready before the event, uh, uh, falling off the ladder to say, "When you die, Mum, I'm out of here too. I don't want to hang. I want to stay with you." Um, and that's changed completely. Mm-hmm. And now, with my wife and my children and the uh, and my family, I love them more deeply now than I ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I live a better life, consequential of what mm-hmm. I now know. If I mm-hmm. did not do that. I could not sit here and talk to you. Well, about well I, I would say about. I, I would say the viewers. I said it, it, it's. Uh, see, there's an argument whether or not hell or heaven or hell uh, argument whether hell exists. Most people like the idea of heaven because everybody feels like they deserve to go there. Uh, I think mm-hmm. people are going to be shocked in, in, in the final answer, but uh, or in the final life review. But as far as the hell part goes, uh, I, I think it's, whether or not it does or not, I think you should live the best you can. As if it does, you know, yeah. and or you talk about your life review. What's done in secret will be revealed in heaven. Well, so what are you doing? You know, man, just know that it's there. There's going to be a replay, and whether it does whether it is or isn't, I mean, it's better that you, you know, live a life that you, that you would be proud of when it when it gets played on on the big screen up there. Uh, Peter, yeah, Peter, yeah, this is another one from from uh, Australia. Uh, Peter says. You mentioned a master. What did he look like? Oh, he was he. Uh, the best I can describe Daniel is he was a young man in the prime of his life, spiritual life, and like his robes were white and shimmering golden. But he was uh, 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 not funny as a word. He laughed and joked, and but he 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 displayed a demeanour. Of just total love that emanated from 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 within. That's the best way I could describe. But in the pro, not old and grey and long haired, none of that. Mm-hmm. In the prime of life, a spiritual life. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I could describe him. Well, it, but it, it doesn't hmm. sound like you're describing Buddha. No, I, I, again, I cannot say that. No, and, and, like I mentioned before, I mm-hmm. asked three times what his name was and got no response. Mm-hmm. 
So I do not know his name. Yeah. That's why I just call him the Martha. Kind of doesn't seem like you're describing Muhammad either. No. Again, I, I, I refrain from giving him a name. Yeah. Um, because, again, my understanding is... Seem like I know uh, somebody that kind of fits that description, though. Yeah. Well, these. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, but souls, these master souls, will appear to us uh, in the form that we understand the best. So, my, I understand that, like, if we believe in 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 the beauty of Jesus or Muhammad or, or, or whoever, they will appear to us in the guise that we know best. Mm-hmm. Is my my basic understanding of it. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying there's more than one. Oh, I would I would imagine so. Yes, I did not see that through the course of the book, but my belief would be so. Yes, yes. I only there, there was there was a number of souls that got like God that were guiding these characters, Athar and others, to these different places. Mm-hmm. But there was this one master soul that I was introduced to, but do not know his name. Um, now. From the knowledge that you've got and the download of this book, where would you put your faith percentage in the information you've got as being absolutely correct? 100%, 50%, 75%? Where, where are you at on uh, that? I, I, I wouldn't even quantify it like that. I would say, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm full in yeah. because I know what it's, the, the knowledge I, I've gained from the, the, the writing has led me on a pathway. I'm happy to follow that pathway, even if I get to the end and, oh, Stephen, you are wrong. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> I'm happy to wear that But if you are wrong, but you I don't, don't think so. But from what I kind of gather, if you are wrong, you don't get a do-over. No, I, I'm, I, I've been given a gift. Part, my, my job is to pass that gift on. People may take a little from mm-hmm. that gift mm-hmm. or they may take a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, my 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 job is done. And if if that gift that person has received from the writing redirects them to a higher purpose, well then I'm thankful for that. And and please, job done. I'm I'm good. And if I get a couple of brickbats on the way, well, okay. Yeah, isn't 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 it, isn't it interesting though when when you look at say the the, the at least the big three religions, uh, uh, Buddha is dead, Muhammad is dead, Jesus. Uh, eyewitnesses said that he is alive. So wouldn't he be more likely to be the one who's still alive up there or are people being visited by dead people? Oh, again, you, you're, you're asking me things outside of the scope of the book, but my, uh, my understanding would be that there are more than one, there's more than one grand master. And um, the, the heavenly father appears to us in, in different guises, guises that we understand. Um, but the, the 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 love of the father cannot be denied because that's mm-hmm. the purity. Mm-hmm. Now you've got other books that you've written. I I, had, I I was kind of wanting to know about this this here this music book. What, what is this book here about? Oh, that that was written Daniel about twelve years ago, I think. Um, that would that's a a self help book. Okay. Um, uh, in in my in my working years, I was like a teacher and educator, a coach and things, mm-hmm. and I, I I wrote about things that make life a better place. Um, Nothing wrong with so that. So techniques, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, how to view the world, you know, um, 
through different eyes and yes but it's a self-help book okay and then we have this book here what's this book about ah that was that was a, an interesting book where the uh, as you see on the cover a a a, a grandfather in his life earlier on in his life he was a, a sniper in the war and he did what a sniper does mm-hmm. kill people so, sounds like and he's going to have a life review <laughs> he, 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 he did indeed uh-huh. yes uh, but he th- this book it highlights the connection between those in heaven and, and uh, those on earth because he had an eternal love for his grandson and his grandson wanted to follow. He, he so loved his grandfather that he wanted to follow in his sniper footsteps, and he did. But the grandfather, because of what he had endured, the consequences of what he had faced in the heavenly realms, he he was able to come down to his grandson and say, "Son, don't do that. I know the consequence." <laughs> so, uh, so that. So- that yeah. So, so Jesus, Jesus said. You mentioned the Father many times during this interview. Jesus said that um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. What, what would you say to something like that? Oh, eternally true. Absolutely, believe in in the Master Jesus, and that's a pathway to the heavenly Father. I don't deny that at all. That's absolute truth. All right, uh, and somebody said, can, "Can you do you have any other details about this master? You, you said he didn't have long hair, uh, no, facial didn't. features, no. uh, any How do I just, tattoos? Uh, no, 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 nothing, nothing like that. I can only describe the 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 youthful. If I had to put an age on him, he would be mid twenties. Was he wearing in sh- the prime? Was he wearing shoes?" I cannot say that. No, all I can, all I remember is the robe, mm-hmm. the robe of sh- designated the, the the strength and his love, uh, and it was a purity of white and sh- like lined in gold. Mm-hmm. That that's the best way I can describe. Did, did you see his hands? Ah, oh, that's a good. I kept I'm trying to in recollection. He, he he placed his arm around yes so yes he placed his arms around the these Athar and this other soul that was there so yes so it's all youthful not hmm. not, not aged no right right did you see anything anything particular about his hands they just normal hands were they strong fingernails cut any scars oh, I, I I can't I can't give you that detail I did okay. not see that, no, that you didn't see no. any scars or anything no. okay no nothing like that okay. No. Well, it's been an exciting interview with you, and you brought a lot of information. We're right at the end of the broadcast, Stephen uh, uh, Chong. Uh, what, uh, how, what, how can people get your book or say something about your website? Either way, you go right ahead. Oh, Daniel, uh, um, Amazon's probably the best place to, to get the book uh, um, or any of the book depositories, but Amazon's probably the best. Or they can visit my website at www.stephenchong.com.au. Okay. Well, Stephen, I appreciate you uh, all the way from far north Queensland to talk to us tonight about (laughs) about this. It's been uh, very enlightening, and I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Daniel, you're a great man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers.